This is the American Real Estate Show, and I'm your host, Tristan Almada. This show is an experience that happens typically through YouTube and plays into Facebook. Now it's a podcast. So this is where you're going to learn what the latest news is about real estate so you stay informed and you can make better decisions because at the end of the day, I mean, the American dream is still alive. Let's go. There's a housing market index and it's down. Let's also talk about what's normal for the real estate market. Also a great article on the bubbly real estate market and a few other things I've got for you. But first I wanna start off by going into what is a housing bubble? And I've gone over this before. I wanna just go to Investopedia and find out. I'm Tristan, let's talk about real estate. Welcome real estate geeks, nerds and everybody else out there. I'm convinced that no matter what I show you, and no matter what you read, you already have preconceived notions as to how you're gonna think about it. It's hard to convince people with data and feelings get in the way. So I'm just gonna show you data and then I'm gonna let you decide what it is that you wanna think because that's what's gonna happen anyway. Of course, I've got my own preconceived notions as to what's gonna happen and you'll probably get a peek of them here and there. But let's take a look at the very first thing I've got for you, and that's the housing bubble. Let me just share with you what it is. And this is according to Investopedia. You can see at the very top, I go to them a lot. And as we dive into this, it says, what is a housing bubble? Housing bubble, a real estate bubble is a run up in housing prices fueled by three things, demand, speculation, and exuberant spending to the point of collapse. A housing bubble usually starts with an increase in demand in the face of limited supply, which takes relatively extended period to replenish and increase. I'll put up the link on YouTube so you can read it. You could just Google it as well. Now, let's take a look at the article that I want to go into, and that's housing market index. But first, let's talk a little bit about what the housing market index is. I'm not sure you've heard of this. It's a Forbes article. And I want to share it with you because it's a really good one. I'm going to post it up into the YouTube channel, housing market meltdown. That's of course, we need a title to scare you. That's the number one thing that we need, right? Scaring titles work. Housing market meltdown intensifies home builders halt construction as confidence plunges to two year low. And it'll explain to you what the housing market index is as well. Home builders confidence plunged to a two year low in July as high inflation and supply chains constraints prompted many builders to halt construction on homes. The National Association of Home Builders, that's who tracks this, N-A-H-B, remember them. They just reported this on Monday. And now they're saying that the latest sign is that housing market is in for a steep turnaround after the pandemic craze. I want to go into this article a little bit more because it has some good information and I want to share with you what it says because it may make a difference as to the way you think. In a statement explaining the battered sentiment, NHB chair Jerry Conter, which you'll probably hear him a few more times, he said production bottlenecks, rising home building costs, and high inflation are causing many builders to halt construction as the cost of land construction and financing exceeds a home market home market value in some cases which we've seen right 
Also hurting confidence, I would have led with this, but that's why I highlighted in pink. Also hurting confidence, increased interest rates, right? I mean, really that's what's driven everything into where we are now. Increased interest rates have driven up the cost of new mortgages by hundreds of dollars each month on average, dramatically slowing sales and buyer traffic. Now, this article also goes into saying, it talks about, there's an email, email back and forth between this guy named Pantheon Macro in Forbes magazine. He's the chief economist for Ian Shepardson and he said, said, sorry, Pantheon Macro chief economist, Ian Shepardson, that's who said it, my bad, said confidence has further to fall. He says, hey, look, you think it's bad now? Check it out. There's a meltdown that's about to happen, right? Here it is. The meltdown, says Shepardson, noting home prices should soon start to drop even more, says his warning, pretty soon anyone who has bought a home in recent months will be sitting on a loss. And I remember that in 2006 when people were buying that year, next year their homes were worth a lot less, right? So this article keeps on digging into all that. I'm going to post this in there. Now I want to shift over to show you what the six month normal is according to Fred, right? And Fred tracks a lot of this data for housing. If you see here, uh, the normal the normal for home, new home construction and any inventory you see in real estate is about six months, right? Six months inventory is about the average. And if we scroll down right here and, and move in a little bit over to the right, you can see here what happened is we had a very low, it's here, here's what it is, monthly supply of new houses in the United States. Leading up to where we're at now, it was at about 5.6 in December, 5.7, then it shot up to about 8.3. You can see obviously interest rates made that happen. But what we're starting to see now is a slight drop. We're at a seven month supply, which is not too far over six months. And I'm like, okay, that's not too bad, right? And then we get into what Forbes magazine calls a bubbly market. And I've got a whole different article for you there, which I wanna share with you. That's This is the article right here, which we're gonna dig into. It's called, these bubbly housing markets, including Boise and Phoenix, and we've been talking about Boise and Phoenix for a while, these are the areas we need to watch out for, right? And so I'm going to dig into this one because I highlighted it for you. And it starts off by saying, Boise, the Boise honeymoon is over, practically is what it's saying. While spiking mortgage rates have pushed the overall U.S. housing market into a slowdown, it has delivered a particular hard blow to the Boise housing market. That has seen both Boise home sales plummet down 28% on a year-over-year -year basis, which is pretty big, and inventory levels surge up 161% this year. It also is chipping away at home values, which we just talked about. Some places where people are buying in a few months, it may be worth less, right? But according to Zillow, the medium Boise home sales price fell 3.5% in June. And that, that's important to note because now what we're seeing is people are saying, well, Boise and Austin and Phoenix, these are the areas we need to watch out for. The downward slide in Boise has only just begun. This is according to Rick Palacios, Jr., head of research at John Burns Real Estate Consulting. Right. This is the this is the news that we're reading based on some data. Here's what he says. He says, you could make a strong case that in a lot of the housing markets, the last 10% of home price appreciation 
was purely aspirational and irrational. And that'll come off the top really fast, Palacio says. That's exactly what we're all seeing right now. That's what he's saying. And then he goes deeper at the end. I'll I'll share one with you that he says. But John Wake, an independent real estate analyst based in Phoenix, tells Fortune this. Investors also helped push those markets, which we have seen, right? And I'll, I'll go into this. This is what we saw investors do right over here. Investors pushed certain markets in the first quarter. I'm going to just highlight this area so you can see. In the first quarter of 2022, investors made up a staggering 33% of home sales in Atlanta, not far behind in Jacksonville, 32, Charlotte, 32, Phoenix, and Miami, rounding that up, right? And you can see here, these are the percentage of homes bought by investors in the in quarter 2022. Over on the darker blue, purple, you'll see higher, and then yellowish orange, lower. So you can see some places still in California, San Diego, and San Bernardino. Great places in Florida, and some places over here in Phoenix, Arizona. And then some places on the right side, I'll share this link as well with you. Now, I want to go back to this because as we go into this and and you read what Moody says, this is according to Moody's, it'll give you an even clearer vision. According to Moody's analytics, U.S. home prices are set to flatline by this time next year. Now, that goes that goes along what a lot of people are, are saying right now, but it also goes against some other things that I'm going to show you. I want balance on this one, and I want to show you, I want to also... I want you to peek into how I feel as well. Here, U.S. home prices are set to flatline by this time next year. So that's, what are we in? July 2023, we should be, according to Moody's, flatlining, right? Meanwhile, significantly over significantly overvalued housing markets like Boise and Austin are headed for a 5% to 10% trimming over the coming year. So they're, they're saying like, look, Prices aren't going to go up there. They're actually going to go down, right? So that's what it keeps on saying. Now, I'm not going to read this section, but I do want to read what Palacio said. Remember Palacio's all the way up here? I think it was right over here. He said, that's exactly what we're all seeing right now, which is price appreciation. And then they're going to cut off the top. That extra 10%, we're all going to see drop down. He says, if you don't think that we need to give some of that back, then I don't know what planet you're on. It doesn't make sense. So when I, when I, anytime I read comments like that, I think, well, because you lack, let me, let me just show you, because you lack the data, because you're just speculating, you have to come up with shitty ass comments like that, that make other people feel dumb. And in this case, when anyone comments like that says, you must be from a different planet. I don't know. I'm like, okay, you just lost me because I want to see the data. Right. And anytime people start getting angry, emotional, there's almost a lack of data and they're trying to push their way of thinking on you. And although I do see what they're saying, and look, real estate is going to be so unequal in the next few months, even going into 2023. One thing that's very clear is real estate is not for everyone. Buying real estate is now becoming unaffordable for a large amount of people. But if we dig into it, right, if we dig deeper into this article and other articles, we start finding out there's other data that people just miss. And I can't, in one video, I can't show you everything. All of the videos that I've shown you, I can't, I wish I could just piece them all together to show you all the data. And look, I'm going to just show you the migration spots because people are still moving. 
In fact, because we also know that millennials want to buy a home, which I'll show you in a little bit. Millennials still want to move. They still want to live in a home, right? For a lot of people, the American dream is still real estate. For others, it's it's freedom, right? But for a lot of them, is it's real estate. It's like, that's how you show that you made it. And so you can see this article, migration hotspots have the highest inflation rates. We've seen that before, right? I've shown you this great article, which I'm going to just see if I can zoom in here. But, and you know what? Let me remove my corner. Let me remove myself from the corner so you can see this. This is the inflation and migration in quarter two of 2022. That We, we just passed quarter two. You can see this trajectory of everywhere that people migrated to, there was a higher inflation there as well, which I've shown you before. This is why people say, hey, those areas that people gravitated to during the pandemic, those are the areas you have to watch out for, right? More than, let's say, these other areas that not a lot of people moved to. In fact, people moved out of, right? And so as we start digging into this, we start identifying, hey, wait a second, this is going to totally look different than we thought. In fact, it might not even be a crash. It looks more like based on the data, and we're going to dig into data through my friend Mike Simonson with Altos Research, right? This is the available inventory right here of homes that are active or resales on the MLS, not new construction, right? So we've got, this is where we were at in July 2015, 1,180,000. As you see, it went down, slowly went down, and then it dipped a lot during the pandemic. Now we're going back up, 508,000 homes available, still significantly less than we were ever at, right? And if you dig deeper into some of these great charts that Mike has based on data that's only a week old, because it's not old data, right? You also see here, active inventory and projected single family, right? So here you say, he says, on our way, I'm just going to highlight this so you can see this, on our way to start 2023 with approximately 535,000 homes available, right? That is still pretty low, right? Look at what he says. Buyers will have more selection, but not a lot. So you start seeing when you put all the data together that, hey, wait a second, there's still a massive, massive amount of homes that aren't available for a lot of people that want to buy. And look, we can just keep on digging into the data because as we're looking at price reductions, which is what people are bringing up, it's like everybody's dropping their price. Oh my gosh. Well, we know why they started dropping their price. Interest rates rose or everybody jumped in, wanted to sell their home, especially during summer. Look at the average drop for price reductions, 33%, right? Percent of properties with recent price reductions in the United States. This is according to Altos Research, all the data they have. And you can see it's probably going to go up higher than what we saw the peak be in 2018, right? And then trajectory is probably going to slow down even further down over here, right? Because some sellers out there, they're like, well, I still think we can get our get the price that we wanted originally for our home. The point is that Price reductions are going to happen and they're going to increase. But here's the thing. The thing is the demand, and I'm going to just stop sharing really quick and then go to another one. The demand is what we're not paying attention to as much. And a lot of people are saying, yeah, but demand, you know, affordability, how can people afford it? People are barely eating. Look, unfortunately, the people that are barely surviving and barely eating, they're not the ones that are buying homes. 
like I said, real estate is not for everyone. And I think people miss that. It's like, yeah, regular Joe can't buy a home. No, I'm sorry. That's not the world that we live in. The world that we live in has changed dramatically. And so look, I'm going to just play this for you right here. Turn it up. And this is Dave Ramsey. Agree with him or not? He's just showing you data. All right. All right. Supply. There's a shortage of used inventory. Remember, 3.8 versus uh, 3.6 versus 800,000 for sale. Home starts are down. Remember, 2.1 million down to 1.38. Remember that. And foreclosures have been non-existent down. They're barely starting to come back. And then let's look at the demand against that supply. There's 5 million more millennial buyers in their mid-30s. There's 12 million more overall householders. And investors are buying one out of every four houses that are sold. All of that is a pressure against this shortage that's going to tell you that we're not going to see a crash in housing prices. This looks nothing like 2008. All right. So we've repeatedly said that over and over. And I'm just going to go over to... This was just a recent interview, Home Builder Sentiment, which we talked about a little bit uh, with at the beginning with that, the housing market index. And this one, you see this this person, the NHB, which I said we already we already quoted them at the beginning. The NHB CEO is saying that we also have a shortage, right? And regardless of where they're at, and they've possibly in some some cases, some eyes have overbuilt in some areas. New construction is all over the place, all around the United States. In some areas, there's still not enough. Why? Because they just never got to it. Now, listen. Well, there's still a serious lack of housing. We're about a million housing units short uh, uh, to keep our markets mm. in equilibrium. And certainly, we're not going to do anything to help correct that problem now. Uh, builders are slowing down. Uh, they're not going to build if they see a, con- a continuous signs of an impending recession. Uh, yeah, do you do you understand that? That means that builders are going to stop building as many homes as they're building now. And then what does that create? That creates even more demand because there's less supply. And remember, we're not targeting these these real estate, the real estate construction and new home sales. They're not targeting the people that could afford this a long time ago. It's a whole different group of people, right? And for people to sit here and project that there's going to be a crash this early on, that's just speculation. I want you to use the data to make to make proper adjustments as you're going. Are there going to be price reductions? It's already happening. Are prices going to go lower in some areas? Yeah, it is. Prices are going to go lower. But a crash at this point, you're either going to get it right because it's a 50-50. It's a 50-50. You're either going to get, get it right saying, hey, there's a crash coming. And you want to stand in front of it and say, yeah, I called the crash, right? Because you're seeing a lot of people say that, saying, yeah, 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 get ready for the crash. And then you have the other side saying, there's no, there's absolutely no crash. I want you to read the data and understand that this is, this is all up to you. And I want you to prepare and say, hey, I understand. In some areas like Boise and Phoenix, where I've shown you before, and in parts of, of Texas, it may be a little rougher than other areas, but a crash nationally, come on. There's just no data that shows that right now. Even if you're looking into, and some people are, two to three to four years out, do we even know what's going to happen? We didn't know about the pandemic. We didn't know about the war. Get out of your own head and stop leading with your ego. We don't know what's going to happen. Just pay attention to the data so that at least you know what's happening right now. That's all we can do, right? Right. 
And so as you start looking at everything that's happening, know that the government's going to do their best to put their foot in everything they can, right? Whether it works or not. And the Fed's it looks like they're going to go up one full percentage point. But don't freak out because a lot of people are saying, well, in a recession, if we do hit into a recession, because if the Fed raises it a percent, we're going to definitely be in a recession or maybe we're already in one. I think we forget that in a recession, investors, they buy the 10-year treasury bond. And what happens is if enough people buy that, that's tied to the mortgage rates and the mortgage rates go down. Right. And I think people miss that, too. It's like it's like we don't look back and we don't fully understand what's actually happening. So we make up stuff because we're scared. Right. Or we want to be the first ones to report something that's not happening. But we want to be like, hey, you know what? It's going to crash. Remember, I told you so. No, that's not how it works. Pay attention to the data. Know that right now there's no impending crash around the corner. Can that change? Of course. Anything can happen. But pay attention to what's actually happening so that you know, hey, if it's time to buy for you, buy. If it's not, don't. But don't lead with fear. Make sure you dig into the data and then you listen to the data that people are sharing. A lot of it is opinion. And that's what sucks. You're going to see a lot of opinions with loose data. Or you're going to see data and then it's interpreted in an interesting way. Uh, take a look at it dive into it this is why i provide everything here and um christopher if i could look into the future i would win the lotto too buddy <laughs> and then i'd bet all that money on the winning teams anyway thanks again hope you have an awesome day everybody listen to the data right data over drama facts over feelings 